0: see you. There he is. Making it on up. Man, we are so thankful that you're here today. Have you had a good week so far? Come on, y'all. Let me hear you. <laughs> Kids out of school. Everybody kind of getting back in the groove, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, we got to go down and see my dad. Man, my brother surprised him this past week for his birthday. So we just want to tell you thanks for all the prayers. And Cressling, you're doing a great job. Thank you for that. And then last Sunday, we got to also pack those boxes. So go ahead and give yourself a round of applause for packing all those boxes, hon. You've done good. Thank you for bringing it back today. Thanks for helping kids around the world. It really does make a huge difference, and we're super, super grateful. Uh, While I was out at Walmart last week, people constantly asking me. I hadn't been able to see everybody that, you know, that close and that impersonal because we were putting boxes in, uh, you know, on all the big boxes, getting ready to take them to be delivered. And people would say, well, man, how's your eye? How's your eye doing? And here's the truth. It's still healing. I go Wednesday to have another follow-up and I can see, but I can't see clearly. Can I get an amen on that? Huh? Everybody's like, you know, I can look. It's not black, but it's still not quite right and the best way to phrase it is when i say this phrase it just don't look right you know it's like i can just look at them if i close my eyes, i'm like it still just don't look right so i thought i would kind of challenge you with that same phrase this week and kind of have a little fun as we take a journey and it just don't look right and the first thing i want to do for you is give you a little video on optical illusions so it's only about 30 seconds 45 seconds something like that but i want you to look because what trips me out is every one of these little illustrations here it just don't look right but something pretty cool happens here's the proof watch this
1: flat third dimension Nothing appears abnormal about this Rubik's Cube until you realize it is a two-dimensional image. This illusion is created with a distorted perspective of an image that requires to be viewed at a specific vantage point to create the 3D effect. This is the same method used in the very popular 3D sidewalk art. The Ames Room The Ames Room Illusion creates a cartoonish and very intriguing effect of drastic size differences between people and objects. By tricking your depth perception with an irregular shaped room, the walls, ceiling, and floor align in a way that will appear normal at just the right angle. This causes everything else in the room to appear to warp in size. Following Eyes Here is a simple but very effective illusion that makes it look like these little guys are watching you. This is done by manipulating the way you see perspective and the brain's natural ability to pick out faces and patterns. The head is actually concave, and this sets up a contradiction in your brain to make it look like it's turning to follow you.
0: Isn't that tripped out? (laughs) Just don't look right, does it? Well, here is another example I'm sure you're all familiar with. Remember this image right here? <laughs> Everybody was talking about it's gold, it's white, it's blue. Everybody had these different perspectives. And what I realize when you talk about life and you also talk about these silly illusions, it really just depends on how you look at things. It really is about your perspective. Now, the reason I want to talk about perspective today is because we're approaching Thanksgiving, right? And it is true in life Many of us struggle, depending on the day, depending on the circumstances, to get our perspective right. But what I want to challenge you with today is that we have two perspectives to keep in view as we approach Thanksgiving this week. They're pretty obvious. It's pretty easy to grab a hold of. But here's the reminder. It is gratitude and generosity. This is why I am super grateful for you packing a shoebox for kids around the world. Over and over again, if you watch the pre-show, we had Doug Warner out there interviewing different families. They're like, we want our kids to have this tradition where they remember, you know, to keep things in perspective, all that we're blessed with. And then they turn around and challenge those kids and those families to be super generous for someone else. And it is pretty special when you get to be a part of moments like that. Another way to say gratitude and generosity is something that you're really familiar with, and that is Thanksgiving. Now, you already know that this is one of the biggest holidays in America. And it is one of my favorite. And the reason why is food's involved. We already know that. But beyond food, it is the fact that it is a time to reflect, get your mind right, to see things from the right perspective. And when you think about all the things that you're thankful for, hopefully prayerfully it motivates you to turn around and be very generous to be giving in return ephesians chapter 5 verse 20 has a great reminder says always give thanks to god the father for everything now going through what we're going through with my dad for example many of you may be in something similar you have a family situation a health situation a financial situation that's not easy to do because you're going, man, this is not an easy time for me. You may have lost a job. You might be going through a bad relationship circumstance, and you're going, man, I don't know if I can give thanks for everything because it really doesn't make sense to me right now. Well, as we're learning in the Hegler family, and I think you'll also can apply this, it really is about perspective because this verse is true. If we'll always stop and be thankful, no matter what the circumstances is there's something that God's going to do inside of you because he'll help you see it from a different angle. And then in that viewing from a different angle, you in turn want to turn around and do the next part. Not just be thankful for everything, but be generous in the same regard. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 11, be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. See, the scriptures are full of all kinds of reminders. If you look at life from the right perspective, you will begin to see that these things are true, that we all have something to be thankful for. We are all blessed, no matter what our circumstance or situation is. When we were leaving from the time my uh, dad's birthday was this week, we surprised him for his 83rd birthday. Me and John drove down on Wednesday and drove right back on Thursday. But I can tell you that even in that drive, me and my brother had a lot of time to debrief and talk about that we have a lot to be thankful for. We really are blessed. We're blessed with the fact that Kresslin is there to take care of my dad. We're blessed that my dad has a great attitude. He smiles in the midst of all of his adversity. We're blessed that he has finances to be able to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. There's so many different people walking through circumstance situations that don't have all that we have. Although it's difficult and it's challenging, we pause and we go, man, we're super grateful, Lord. We're very, very thankful because we truly are blessed. Maybe you need a perspective change as well. Maybe you need a reminder today. And here is another lesson that God taught me. When the eye was injured, and I started going to these doctor's appointments over and over and over again because they're trying to get the eye to work again and to you know, do everything it's supposed to do. Uh, it was very, very blurry. It was dark at one time. It went black at one point. So I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. So didn't really know what was going on. But when you talk about seeing things from the right perspective, you begin to go, all right, I at least got one eye. You know what I'm saying? I can see out of one because I started thinking about, man, how difficult it would be if you have lost your sight. So it's this perspective giver, you're going, hey man, it's tough, but it could be worse. Well, we went into the eye doctor, and every time I'd go in, he handed me this device to look through. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen this device. I don't even know how to say it. It's like an ocular or something device. Because I had to look it up, and I was like, what is this supposed to do? So they would make me cover my good eye with the, you know, the solid side, but this side with these little holes in it, he would say, look through that one and tell me what you can see. Because when they were trying to read the eye chart, I couldn't see anything. And I was like, man, what is this thing supposed to be doing? They said, well, flip down this little, you know, device here. And those little holes are designed to help you focus. I said, what are these doing? He goes, man, this is why. Because as soon as I'd flip it down, I could actually see a little clearer. It didn't make any sense to me, but that's what was happening. This one little device with those little holes in it, could help me see clear. It could help me focus. Well, this is my reminder for all of us today. is sometimes you and I, and I'm speaking to myself, we need help to focus. We are in a world full of distractions. It is very easy for all of you to understand, especially in this modern world we're in, to get distracted with everything that comes at us. For example, I'll put an image on the screen, and this is just the social media side. Not to mention news, not to mention television, radio, kids' activities, work activities. You start going through, man, it's enough to make you not see straight. You can't focus. Because we have a tendency to look at the wrong things. When everything's getting bombarded in our lives, next thing you know, you're going, man, where am I supposed to be looking? What am I supposed to be doing? And we can get to the point to where we're comparing ourselves to other people we're comparing ourselves to other situations. Well, I'm not as bad as them. I can't believe this happened. Why does this happen to them? And why am I having to go through this? You have all these different things coming into your mind. Well, what I am learning, and hopefully you'll learn today and walk out of here with this, is that if there's anything that God has done for us that is designed to help us focus, it is He gave us His Word. He gave us all of the Scripture. is a designed element to help you in the midst of the chaos. Now remember, this is 2,000 years ago. The scriptures were compiled, they were written out, people experiencing different things, and now they have lasted all of this time. So then in 2023, moving into 2024, it could help you to get focused. It's like that little device to help eliminate some of the distractions. Galatians 6, 4, when I talk about comparing ourselves to each other, there was a scripture for that. It's like, listen, man, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what world you're in. I don't care what year it is. You never win when you compare yourself to someone else. If you quit looking around at everybody else, it really will help you. Because someone's always better and someone's always worse. Can I get an amen? It's just the truth. It really is about perspective. And the scripture helps us with our perspective. God uses it to help us see things clear, to help us to understand and to be able to rest and at peace in the midst of all the chaos. See, our challenge is, in this modern world, is to be thankful for what we have, and then out of our gratitude, be generous to others. It's not easy to do this, but this really is the goal. In the Simple Church, for 16 years, we've been giving you those opportunities, challenging you with that. And now I see what's really cool to me is last Sunday is you teaching your kids that. Is you're going, hey, you know, we've been super blessed, so let's take a little bit of our time. We're not going to go to church today. We're actually going to be the church. We're going to go to Walmart. You're going to take your child, your grandchild. You're going to shop for a kid that's really not quite as blessed as you are. And in that moment, you're going to fill that box and pray over that box. And then you know that the gospel is going to get presented to all of these kids all around the world. And in the midst of all that, you're being generous out of your gratitude. Well, this really is the goal, not just one week of the year, but all the time. And there may be a criticism of simple church like "Man, You're always kind of pushing people. You're pushing, you know, the group of you to go like, hey, go be generous. Go be thankful and go help someone else. Well, there really is something in it for you. God begins to work in you and he begins to change you and he helps you to see things better Clear, more in focus from the right perspective. I couldn't help but last week, we didn't get to talk about Veterans Day. My dad is also a veteran, served in the Vietnam War. Very, very challenging, difficult time, but he went in and did an amazing job at serving our country. And every Veterans Day, I'd, sometimes I'd put a picture up or I'd talk about it. Well, last week, because we were out, you know, collecting Operation Christmas Child Box, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. veterans and how thankful you are for them. So if you wouldn't mind, can we give them a round of applause for all that they have done? Talking about perspective. And the reason I want you to do that, it's kind of obvious, but without their serving, without their sacrifice, you wouldn't have what you have. It is perspective. It's this idea of being able to see things clearly and out of your gratitude, you want to turn around and be generous. Well, as I was reflecting on that last week, I ran across this video, and this video is not a Steve Hartman, I know, wah, wah right? But it's pretty cool, because it was on the news, and when I caught it, I was like, that's pretty amazing. Because if you want to talk about perspective, if you want to talk about gratitude, and if you want to talk about generosity, this is a veteran that really has done some amazing things. And I hope that when you watch this, it will challenge you. Because what would you do if you're in this same situation? What would your perspective be? What would your attitude be? Would you have the attitude of Dr. Rory Cooper? Or would you go, man, I can't believe this happened to me. Poor pitiful me. I can't believe I'm having to live through this. What was shocking to me is the amazing accomplishment, and there's a bunch of them, of this one doctor in the midst of a very difficult circumstance. Watch.
2: First thing they really teach is if you take care of your people, they'll take care of you. Don't let the wheelchair fool you. The wheelchair was not in the plans, not for me, and probably not for the army. I'm sure. Army veteran Rory Cooper,
3: Doctor Rory Cooper, hasn't slowed down since he lost the use of his legs 43 years ago. His inventions, not his wheelchair have taken him to a bronze medal in the Paralympics and all the way to the White House, where he was just awarded the National Medal of Technology and Innovation. You've changed the way we look at the world, and you made it better. Making life better for anyone who relies on a wheelchair to get through life. I can't appreciate what the challenge is. If I don't live your life, it required somebody who lives your life and has your engineering expertise to make this fix.
2: Yeah, well, you have to recognize the problem, right? And then, and and then you live the problem. Living and
3: working the problem, Rory became a biomedical engineer and inventor. He holds more than 20 US patents through the human engineering research lab he founded with the VA and the University of Pittsburgh, designing new wheelchairs to drop the weight from 80 pounds down to 18. Then a revolutionary, now widely used design. An ergonomic push rim
2: on the wheel. And so you can, you know, put, grab it easy without less, without less effort on your forearms or your elbow and your shoulders. So you don't get carpal tunnel or, or something right. like that. Yeah, carpal tunnel, elbow tendonitis, rotator cuff injuries. He then
3: turned his attention to the joystick on motorized wheelchairs, making it programmable
2: and touch sensitive. So if you could only use your thumb, You might want it very stiff, but very sensitive. And if you're very strong, um, you may want some compliance to give you some resistance.
3: Today, his designs are used around the world, helping millions who depend on wheelchairs, like Army Sergeant David Gifford, paralyzed after he was hit by a car while riding his motorcycle. Making them lighter, making them faster, changing the wheel sizes, things that cut down on resistance that allows you to go even faster. For his decades of service, Dr. Cooper was among 16 inventors, newly
2: inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. What I find unique about all of the members of the Hall of Fame is that they're dedicated to serving others. And joining giants of innovation, including Thomas Edison, George Washington Carver, and Steve Jobs. I'm an engineer and by definition a I I call myself a problem solver, and inventors are all problem solvers. A problem solver always looking for the next project. I take it as an obligation or responsibility, right, to just uh, train the next generation and keep moving forward, right? There's still a lot of problems that we can address and to solve.
0: Come on, y'all, give them a little round of applause. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, because here's what hit me when I saw it on the news. His perspective was different than all of ours. He's in a wheelchair. He was forced to change his perspective because of the wheelchair. And then you start thinking about, did he whine, complain, feel sorry for himself? No, he was grateful to be alive. And in turn, gave, out of his gratitude, his talent, his skills to bless others. And as a result, millions... Think about that. Millions of people have a better life because of this one man. And there are so many things in that one clip that you may not be paying attention to, but when you have a church with solving problems in the byline, you hear it over and over again. You heard it in his voice. He's like, well, you have to be able to see the problem. You have to have the perspective to see the problem. Then you've got to figure out how you're going to change the problem, how you're going to solve the problem. And then he got up at his speech when he was awarded and he said something. It's like, there's interesting things about these inventors is they're all had the same mindset to serve others. Well, there it is. There's the simple church, solving problems and serving others. Because if you love people and you care about them, you see from their perspective. Then many times, because you are in a difficult circumstance, God uses that difficult circumstance to help you see things differently. It helps you to kind of get your head right. It helps you to, man, everything just don't look right. Well, if you begin to look from a different perspective, you begin to go, man, I know why. I see what's happening in this. I see what good can come out of it. I see the problems that can solve as a result of the difficulty I'm going through. Well, it's one thing to see a guy on television and you don't know him. Well, this next guy I'm going to show this video, you know, is someone we went to high school with. His name is Brian Hutchinson. We call him Starsky. Uh, We graduated from Southwood High School. We've been friends for a long, long time. But he is also a cancer survivor. And In the midst of his cancer journey, which changed his perspective totally, him and his wife Cindy decided to do something that fits right into what we're talking about. They decided to give out of their gratitude. Here's the story.
4: Hey, I'm Brian Hutchinson, and my dream is to help people in our local community go up through cancer. Anyway, through my journey, I mean, that's it. First time I had it was back in 2013. Uh, I was in remission for five years, came back in 18, and then in 2020. So, each time I had to have chemo for six months, you know, during that it was, uh, it was, you know, pretty rocky road. But you know, at the end of the day, I knew that I wasn't alone, and so you know, just let people you know you're not alone. And that's why we kind of started the, the project. I started the Give All project back in 2020 at the end to help people in our local community going through cancer. So it just kind of came to me one night, it was, and it was uh, just kind of giving it our all to help fill the gaps in your life. So you might have the financial assistance, you may just need somebody to talk to, pray with, and that's just kind of where we come in and just try to educate people, you know, they're going through cancer and what to expect or not to expect. So what we do is, uh, you know, we have t-shirts that we that we sell, um, was the initial thing that we started with. And so, me being an ex-VMX racer, there was a, a race called Race for Life that started back in 1981. And so that's kind of where I got part of that, because, you know, just racing and stuff. And so, we, did, we still do the race, but I, kind of branched off and said, we're going to do something that everybody can get involved in. And it's called the uh, Riding for a Cure. You know, that's how we help raise money to help, you know, families in our communities. So living out my dream of doing the Give All Project has helped me just to um, help people know that they're not alone and they're not fighting alone, that, that, you know, we're there to help them.
0: Come on, y'all, give Brian a little love as well. Pretty cool. Now, why would I show you a couple of examples? Well, prayerfully... You won't be forced to change your perspective. I pray that it won't be cancer that makes you see things differently. That it won't be you're forced to a wheelchair or a loved one, your parent is in the middle of a health crisis and you're forced to see things differently. See, today's goal, moving into this Thanksgiving week, is that you would choose to be grateful. <laughs> You would choose to look at things from the right perspective and out of that gratitude giving wouldn't be just kind of well I guess I'll do this now it would be out of a heart of gratitude you go man what can I do to help what can I do to be a part a couple of examples I thought about in my life one of the greatest perspective changers for me is when I get to go on a mission trip as an American I'm super grateful for all that we have in America. And every time you go out of the country and you come back, you realize how blessed we are. No matter how jacked up it is, you're going, it's still the best jacked up in the world, all right? But this is a reminder for what's coming up in 2024. You're in November. So if you decided that you wanted to take your kids, for example, to Honduras or Juarez, Juarez, they're actually going to do a family trip 10 and up For the first time, you can take your 10-year-olds all the way through, but you go as a family. You can start putting a little money aside and actually be a part of that. You can drill a water well if you'd like to. That's another opportunity, a couple of those. you got Rwanda coming up. There are all these different opportunities, but here's what happens is when you're living life and you're going through, all of a sudden that trip is on you, and you go, oh, man, I meant to do that. I should have done that, but then it's too late. So here we are in November. And I'm going, man, out of gratitude, I know I have a friend of mine that right now they decided to give each other the mission trip for their Christmas present this year. They're going to drill a water well together as a couple, and what they wanted to do was like, hey, I'm going to buy for you, you buy for me, but let's go have an experience together. Not something that we'll throw away or something that we'll forget, but that we can literally change lives together. Out of our gratitude, let's go and give back. Well, I'm putting these out here now so that you can go to the app, you can contact Robin at the TV, and say, man, I want more information on that. So you, you can plan and prepare for it. But I will promise you this. One of these trips will change your perspective. It just helps you see things. When people are, you know, don't have clean water and we go to the refrigerator and drink water like it's nothing to it from bottled water to get out of our refrigerator to our sinks, to our baths, to our pools, to whatever it is. But then there's millions of people that don't have access to clean water, and you can solve that in a few days, it changes everything. If you're going to Rwanda and you talk about all the kids we've sponsored and we've been sponsoring for years and you think about those trips and you go all the way to Africa and you see where Numana, when we were doing Numana or our food packing, especially in Thanksgiving when we're so blessed with so much food and there's parts of the world that still don't have food, it changes everything. I could go on and on, but why am I telling you this? It's the same way. We've handed out Operation Christmas Child boxes in Warresh for years. Now you'll be going out with your family to see things and maybe let your kids see things from a perspective they've never seen before. And I have a feeling you'll come back a little more full of gratitude and so will they. I'll give you one other example that's still pressing. It's even pressing today. I got a text right before I got up here this morning. Are you thankful for you talking about perspective? For any person that you grew up in church with that served you, let me say that again, a Sunday school teacher, maybe it was someone that was a youth group leader, you could go back and think of the different people that served you and took care of you, and I can go back to Jimmy Wyndham was a coach. He was a coach at Huntington High School, and he was my leader as a young student. And I'm super grateful for him. And that's probably one of the reasons I wanted to be a coach. And another reason I wanted to go into the ministry and serve and give back to students was because of a guy like Jimmy Wyndham. Saw him recently at Monjuni's and it was a perspective giver again. You go, man, I hadn't seen you in forever. And he's like, I can't believe you're a preacher. Me neither, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he's like, wow, like this, that's crazy. I'm like, it is Jimmy. But it goes back to someone like you who invested in me. And I started thinking about, right before I got on stage, as I'll put it on the screen, is what about you joining the simple kids team? What about you, because someone served you as a child or took care of your children when you were raising your kids or grandkids, what would it be like for you to say, I'll give 45 minutes? Out of gratitude for someone that invested in my life, I will turn around and give back to a child's life, to a teen's life. The reason I say children are so important because right now, 11 o'clock hour, they say that they need more workers. They're, hey, we're a little short. It's holidays. Somebody didn't show up. Someone's sick. Some of the different things going on. This is why we like having plenty of children volunteers. Why? Because kids can't take care of themselves. Y'all know that, right? They have to have an adult that can love on them and invest on in them and teach them. And so out of your gratitude, why not turn around and give back, not just going to Mexico or you know, Honduras, right here in your own town, You're like, well, does it really make a difference? I'm glad you asked. Here's a volunteer from upstairs, and let's hear what she has to say. Watch.
5: Well, my name is Amy Sandifer, but the kids call me Mrs. F, and that goes back to clubhouse days when I played the mother of the clubhouse kids. So they call me Miss F, and it has stuck because I'm still Mrs. F, so... I mean, if you look around, you'll see why I serve. I absolutely have a heart for kids. I love being surrounded by these kids. Um, kids are so unique in the sense that they are creative. They're always optimistic. They have a just an outlook on life that adults sometimes lose. So when I come in here and spend an hour with these kids, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, I learn stuff from them, and I, I, I take it with me every day. One of our things our kids, we do when the kids come in is we always, if they're willing, you know, we do a 20 second hug. And I always say a 20 second hug just releases happy hormones. And I still have kids from, that have been in my class previously that are like in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade that come in my classroom in the mornings and say, Mrs. F, it's time for a 20 second hug. So that's why I serve. Makes my heart happy.
0: Come on y'all, give her a little love up there taking care of our kids you probably heard it Uh, this video was shot way before we were doing this series but I asked Caleb I said don't we have this he's like yeah and I went back and you heard her say it without knowing what we're talking about and that was it changes her perspective it does something for her out of her gratitude when she turns around and gives back then there's something that comes back to her one of my dear friends here at Simple Church Bill Allred always says this phrase you only know what you know It's like if you don't know what it's like to serve, if you don't know what it's like to help or to give, then why not try now to see things differently? Go on a trip. Make it happen in 2024. Volunteer. Get involved at a deeper level. Loving on kids. Even if it's for a short amount of time, but why wouldn't you try out of the gratitude? Why wouldn't you turn around and find a way to give back? I couldn't help but think about the Simple Church, and I think about where we are and what we're trying to accomplish in 2024. We got a lot of crazy things coming up in 2024. Things that are going to stretch you, that are going to challenge you, that are going to help you really get out of your box because we're going to be doing things that we've never done before. And what I hope will happen, and it starts right now, is that you would reflect on how thankful you are for what the church has done for you that you begin to go, you know what? This is what I have received as a result of being in Simple Church. Have we helped your family? Have we helped your kids? Have we helped you? Have we helped a community or a school or a club or an organization? Have we been a positive influence in your life? And out of your gratitude, we hope that you would say, you know what, man? This is my chance to give. Out of my thankfulness, I will turn around and find a way to give. To brag on a couple more volunteers, Angie's doing the do-good store out in the lobby, and she's taking that on because really I was overwhelmed with everything else, and she took on ownership, her and Lisa McDaniel and Ann Allred and Candy Murphy. I look at these women and all that they invest back into that. But what I'm thankful for Is while I was mowing the grass yesterday, having a little debrief time. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing like the hum of the mower, son. Some people listen to stuff. I don't listen to nothing but the hum, all right? But I came in, and Candy Murphy had been working on the Do Good store and their Instagram, and there's all these different things they're trying to do all day. I don't know if y'all know this or not. She does it for free. She spent her entire day out of her gratitude, she gave back and continued to give. I could say the same for Ann and for Lisa in a whole other area beyond our children's area or beyond our student area. There are so many ways for you in your gratitude to give back. I pray that you would consider doing that. Why volunteer? Why go on a mission trip? Why do I you know, choose to be a chaplain even for our city? Because it is out of my gratitude. Why do I love being a pastor? Why do I love serving you? Because out of my gratitude, I love to be able to give back to you. Psalm fifty fourteen says it like this, give an offering to show thanks to God. Have we done anything that makes you go, man, I am grateful. Man, I'm, I am super thankful for this or for that. Well, then maybe that offering, sure, could be financial. That would help. We got a lot going on. But maybe it's of your time. Maybe it's this offering is of who you are. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I can tell you, if we're going to move forward, it's going to take sacrifices and giving of all people to accomplish what's never been done before. And what we're about to attempt and what we're on this journey of has never been done before. And I'm super grateful. I'm super grateful. And then out of my gratitude, we want to continue to give back to you and make sure that it helps you every week when you walk in that you go, man, that was important for me today. This really helped me. And these scriptures, once again, help you stay focused, help me to stay focused. Give an offering to show thanks to God. Then look at Deuteronomy. You're talking about a cool concept. This goes all, all, the way, all the way back to the Old Testament. Decide how much to give by thinking about how much the Lord has blessed you. Yeesh. I mean, how much has He blessed you? How much could you give? Man, I was like, man, He's blessed me way beyond what I deserve. So whether that's going to a hospital visit or whether that's doing an extra sermon or an extra service, some people are going, are well, you going to do three services? We'll do whatever we got to do. We're going to set up. We're going to tear it down. We've been doing and giving in all of these regards because we're grateful and it's an opportunity to give back. So now decide how much to give because all that God's given us is the least that we could do. And on this week as we lead into Thanksgiving, I say it again, thanks and giving it really is a reminder. This holiday is a reminder to pause and go, man, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for you. I am grateful for the 16 years, and I have been honored to be able to give back. And now it is our chance to reflect on that. And go, man, are you grateful? What has God done for you? Then out of that reflection, you go, man, what can I give? An early scripture in Simple Church that still rings true to this day is Hebrews. The reason I say remember reflect change your perspective don't forget to do good and share what you have with others because sacrifices like these are very pleasing to god and the truth is it's easy to forget you can get distracted by a lot of other stuff you can get looking here and looking there and not thinking about this and the next thing you know you go man what's going on and then you get very selfish i can't do that right now i can't help here how would i even have the time to do this Don't forget to share because these sacrifices, sure, that sacrifice of an hour or 45 minutes or whatever amount of money or whatever amount of time to go on this trip says God is very pleased by this. So, every volunteer in this media team, whether you're backstage running a camera, whether you're upstairs, you're in the lobby, I know it's a sacrifice. But I'm going to tell you something, man, God's pleased with you today. He's pleased when we turn around and give back to Him because We have shared what we've had, our time, our money, our energy, and go, hey, God, it's an honor to do it. So my challenge as we approach Thanksgiving and as we approach this new year of 2024, be generous, sacrifice. Why? Because we're super thankful because we know what God's done for us. I got one last video for you. Not Steve Hartman again. You're like, man, what's going on with this? Well, I want you to reflect I don't want you to be encouraged right now. I don't want you to be inspired. I want you to just sit in this moment, whether you're at home or in this room, and I want you to just watch and learn about thanksgiving, about perspective, about gratitude. I want you to just be able to take a deep breath and go, okay, God, I think I get it. Watch. Watch. In the quiet of this moment, reflect on what it is that you have to be thankful for. Because where you sit determines your perspective. If you go, somebody asked me before I walked over, they said, hey, you all right today? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Just kind of reflecting. Perspective. Because we sat in a chair with my dad this past week, 83 years old, turned 83. We had a little surprise birthday party for him. But what I want you to know, and I want you to learn me as well, it's all about perspective. A year ago, last Thanksgiving, my dad was totally fine one diagnosis changed everything and you can say poor pitiful me and I can't believe this is happening and I can't believe we're going through this or you can choose to sit in a chair of thanksgiving and look from the right perspective and go man we're blessed man look at what God has done and it's not easy it's not easy for you and what you're going through but that's why I love this video. Played it a long time ago. Some of my friends close to me, we always joke with each other and go, what chair are you sitting in, brother? Because sometimes we choose to sit in the ungrateful chair. My prayer for all of us as we enter into this Thanksgiving week is that we would pause, we would reflect, and we would sit in the right chair full of gratitude challenging ourselves to be more giving than ever. Because if it's your last one, what will be said of us? What will be remembered? Father, I come to you and I sit in this chair full of gratitude this morning. I am so thankful to have been a part of what you've done in The Simple Church. I'm so thankful for the blessing of helping so many people around the world in this community. those watching online, wherever they're watching from, and those all across this community. And of course, the friends and the relationships we have with one another, I could never, ever repay you for all that you've blessed me with. But as a small token of my appreciation, Lord, I want to be able to give back both financially, with my time, energy, creativity, thinking out of the box, doing whatever we can to give back because we've been so, so blessed. And Lord, a church that needs 12, 13 volunteers, we shouldn't have to beg. I pray, Lord, that somebody will fill that that void for the children's workers, that we'll just go, man, out of gratitude, of course, I'll give a little time back. And Lord, when it comes to building and trying to figure out the future and All these things that we wouldn't just go, I don't know if I can do that. Out of our gratitude, we'd say, man, I want to give. I want to fulfill. I want to go above and beyond to do whatever I can. When it comes to filling mission trips and going around the world and meeting needs and solving problems, Lord, that we wouldn't be begging people to do that. That we would have so many because we're so thankful that we'd have to create more trips. We'd have to do more. And then I'm so thankful as we look back even this past week at Operation Christmas Child, how out of gratitude that we're teaching the next generation as this video showed us. What we do as parents and grandparents set up the next generation to go beyond a video. It would come into a relationship with you that impacts and changes our life. And as a result, Lord, we change the community and the world that we live in. Thank you, God, for letting us be here today, for letting us hear, letting us see letting us experience your grace and your peace. And now help us to get the right perspective, to focus on the right things, and to be full of gratitude and generosity. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Did you get anything out of today? Come on, y'all.